Älskar du den här podden? Stötta den genom IKAs nya supporterfunktion. Det är helt upp till dig hur mycket du vill bidra med och det finns ingen bindningstid. Klicka på länken i poddbeskrivningen för att visa din uppskattning och stötta podden. Hej, jag är Ryan Reynolds. På Mint Mobile vill like vi göra det opposite av vad Big Wireless gör. De tar dig mycket. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Det här avsnittet av Onroaders podcast är sponsrat av Raider Power. Men mer om det senare. All right, cool. cool. <clears throat> I'll probably have to redo this intro later anyway. <laughs> God damn it. So I just sat down with some of someone who uh, whom is it whom is it whom yeah, whom, whom um, I, I I don't whom <laughs> because I don't know exactly when and when not to whom <laughs> exactly so I just who I who whenever I can so I just make sure to stick someone there. who I've never met before I didn't know exist actually uh, would you like to introduce yourself My name is Nick Swan and I um, nine to five uh by profession i am a uh i I do marketing and motorsports program management for a company called fortunato and fortunato uh builds custom coilovers for anything from street applications to full race applications um but uh my place in drifting uh my role um goes uh, far deeper um as i've been an event coordinator for Uh, close to 10 years now. Wow. Yeah. That's so, quite a while. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, I'm, I'll be 32 this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's quite a while. Mm. Jesus. All right. So, so how'd you get into all this? Like event organizer, uh, well, what's, what's that like? So wait, you're not from, we're on the West coast right now mm. and you're not from the West coast. Correct. Yeah. This is actually only the second time I've ever been, um, on the West coast and both times have been here in Long Beach for Formula D. Um, I have many, uh, industry friends, um, you know, yourself included now, uh, every, <laughs> every time, every time that I, I get the opportunity to come out here or the past two times, um, it's always a great experience because, No matter where you are in the country or the world, um, as we've learned this weekend, uh, you've got friends everywhere. Yeah. You know, just as we were we were talking about before we started rolling, um, it's it's uh, the sport covers a lot of ground, but the community is is very small. So especially when we're all in it for the same reason. 
Yeah, yeah. So, like, how did you get into all this? Uh, the, the well, more specifically, event organizing, like mm-hmm. drifting, or, or drifting in general. Like, were you always a motorsports guy, or? I've. Uh, I mean, I was born and raised on cars. Um, my dad, who is my best friend, he was. Uh, I mean, being born and raised uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so, uh, what I consider to be the heart of the South. Uh, it, it was. Uh, it was, um, you know, the muscle cars and the hot rods and uh, the NASCAR and stuff like that. Um, and so I grew up around it. Um, it's, it's definitely instilled in me. And um, my dad was very good about, uh, ex- you know, exposing me to the, the cool events. And, and I feel like he guided me uh, and, and on, a, on a good path. I feel like I have good taste in, in American cars. Um, What's good taste? To me, um, I, I, I'm a fan of anything with, uh, with a loud V8 uh, that, that doesn't sit too high, that has uh, nice paint and, um, and can go fast. I'm, it's, it's never been all go or all show. I've always I was raised to, to really look for a good balance of both. So um, it, it's funny because I tried to, um, as, I, as I grew older, I tried to be a little bit more open-minded. I didn't like having the arguments about I'm a Ford guy or I'm a Chevy guy. You know, my dad, um, he's a Ford guy. He loves Ford. Um, and you know, I've got a couple Chevy guys in the family. I had Dodge friends and I never wanted to be one of those guys. I, I tried to pick out, you know, cars of each manufacturer that I liked a lot. And, um, that kind of, that, that mentality grew with me, um, as I got more involved with motorsports. Um, Speaking of my dad again, he uh, one of my fondest memories was he got me out of uh, he, he he let me call in sick to school and him and I went and camped out at Road Atlanta one year for the uh, American Le Mans series Petit Le Mans, which is uh, an awesome ten hour or a thousand mile race um, with all of these amazing uh, sports cars, and um, every boy who is into cars growing up. At, in, in one capacity or another, we want to be a race car driver. It's just what we want. Um, but for me, it, it blossomed into so much more to the point where I, I realized I just want to be involved. And um, to the point where uh, before, or short, excuse me, shortly after I started driving myself, um, and I knew I didn't have a capable car of doing uh, weekend track days or whatever, I would get online and sign up to be um, a corner worker or run some cones or just to be there just at, at whatever whatever level I could I just wanted to be involved it's more of a more of a like a, a sex positions guy like a, well I don't really care about sex positions I'm just happy to be involved. I'm just happy to be here I'm just happy to be here because uh, I'm having a good time regardless I uh, didn't think I'd find myself here so I'm just gonna roll with the punches whatever you think is best like yeah no that's that's exactly uh, how it is and um, <laughs> it's a little wild as an analogy I've never related it but it's so spot on. You're exactly right. <laughs> um, but yeah, as as an event coordinator, you know all of all of the uh, the groundwork that was laid uh, while my you know with my dad raising me. Um, and then as I grew older and got out of the house, I I uh, I bounced around a little bit. I took uh, some time. I moved to Colorado on a whim and um, just to snowboard. And so I kind of cut cars off for about a year, just in general. Um, and like I would relapse and go to like read a car magazine. I'm like, man, I miss it. Um, but I went back to Nashville from Colorado and just picked up where I left off, got right back into cars. And um, 
ended up taking a job opportunity, what I thought was a career opportunity, in Indianapolis, Indiana, in um, two, late 2008. And it was uh, a medical equipment sales position, which I was like, I made it. You know, like, that title like that, I was like, this is going to be a real job. And it was so irrelevant to what I wanted to do for a living. It was completely disconnected from anything that I really genuinely cared about. Fortunately for me, um, one street over from the office was a small, privately owned garage that was occupied by um, two of my now best friend's brothers um, that uh, I coordinate events with. Um, I had a 240SX. I saw a 240SX. I needed parts. This car had cool stuff on it. I U-turned, went back, introduced myself, and then a couple weeks later, I attended an event with them. And every event since that day, uh, I've been staff, and we've uh, we've built um, quite an empire. Um, not to toot my own horn, but it's 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 a very large production that's that's matured and, and manifested over the span of the past, like I said, almost ten years now. What is it called? Our com- uh, our competition series is the Midwest Drift Union. It's MDU for short, and uh, we've been working with Formula D as a Pro-Am feeder series since its beginning in 2010. So we're going into our seventh year. Before that, and still currently, we have um, open practice days for beginners or people that just want to get better or test setups for the Pro-Am competitions. Um, They've carried various titles over the years. One of the most prominent was our original title as the team was Drift Indy, being out of Indianapolis. Um, and this year, we're actually working on expanding the MDU uh, brand. So MDU is not just limited to the Pro-Am series. MDU is hosting the practice days this year, and we're calling them Back to Basics to uh, not just open the track up and let you learn, but to have experienced drivers on hand, having our Pro-Am staff there to, to give pointers and, and advice and, and to say this is working and this isn't working and how to get better because... As a team, our main uh, mantra is that it's all about progression. And um, alongside of all those, we have our three-day No Star Bash, which is one event every year. And it's it's a bit of, uh, for lack of better words, it's a shit show. You know, everybody, <laughs> everybody shows up from first-timers with a welded diff and cut springs to some of our pro-am guys. And uh, they all run together. You know, sometimes, depending on the venue, we'll have... 100, 120 cars on track at once. Oh, wow. So it gets, it gets wild. Um, but that's the thing is, is, is there's, it's a ton of drivers. I know them so well. So, and that's one of the events that I'll still work grid and kind of pair them up to where I deem necessary. And uh, it's a spectacle, to say the least. So, and um, after No Star Bash, we have a new series that we're debuting this year, and it is our Street League Drifting Series. And Streetly Drift, Drifting Series is, um, we view it as an opportunity to kind of bridge the gap between the beginners and the pro-am crowd or the competition crowd. Um, drifting is such an accessible motorsport that um, there's so much opportunity to uh, come in with a capable staff and uh, provide structure for these drivers that want to get better. And... It's, it's tough to do that with one series. You know, uh, you have 
every region has its communities that want to just show up once a month or once every couple months and run what you brung, what they call it, and, and just kind of show up and drive. Then you have the guys that actually want to shoot for a career in professional drifting and with, with the aspirations of Formula D. Um, and event organizers around the country have done great about providing series for those drivers, but now there's uh, a lot of attention that's being um, focused on the roots of drifting, the fashion aspect, the, uh, the look cool and look cool doing it. And so that was the inspiration for Street League. Um, we are literally and figuratively making fun of drifting or making fun of uh, <laughs> judging in the sense that um, with competitive drifting, you have a, a very um, predestined format with uh, bracket breakdown and the cars can and can't have this, can and can't do that. And then with open practice days, you have the first timers or um, it's kind of just, you know, whatever shows up, you guys can run together. But we want to we want to bring the style back. We want to and we want to hold the drivers accountable for that. So we're bringing in a lot of uh, a lot of great partner brands, and um, we're we're kind of it's it's a bit of a brainchild of of the open practice days, the style aspect. But we're taking our uh, our resume and our track record with running competitive events, and we're bringing that structure to it. So I'm I'm very excited for that this year. Interesting. And and how how are things looking at on the East Coast? Like West Coast? I mean, Irwindale is such a iconic. Uh, track for drifting mm. and Long Beach and, and and the West Coast has a lot of well the weather <laughs> true be, yeah the it. West Coast guys are very spoiled um, they're they're definitely they can they can run whenever they want and not have to worry about it so yeah so so the iconic tracks like um, Willow Springs mm. and and all this like what has the the East Coast going for them what, what's happening there on the east side of the country there's. Uh, there's a lot, man. There's there there really is, and it's funny because um, you know living on the eastern side of the country, I look at the West Coast as one and the same. But when I come out here and I meet guys that have driven, um, you know, Top Drift or Vegas Drift or uh, Golden Gate Drift or um, you know local stuff up up in the P and W and you know, the Seattle area or, or what have you, I realize that it's just as intricate as it is on the eastern part of the country because, um, you know, myself, m- mostly rooted in the Midwest region, even though I'm from Nashville in the, in the Mid-South, um, the Mid-South and the Southeast is, uh, there. it's a very hungry community um, around the, the Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, and the Carolinas, around that area, they're, they're very eager to drive. There's a lot of great drivers, a lot of great cars. and um, I don't really put Alabama and drifting in the same bowl. Because <laughs> you think about mud and trucks and <laughs> hot rods and, and you know Friday night drag racing. And it's, but it's, it's crazy. Um, there's, there's, and in fact, there's been some events, uh, I believe, coordinated in Alabama. Uh, just as of recently, um, so hats off to them. I, I wish them the best. But um, yeah, there's it's it's unfortunate for the mid south and southeast guys. I feel like on on the east side of the country, that's the one region that hasn't really been um, they haven't really reaped the benefits of of having a very good series. Um, I personally know a lot of the drivers, 
in that region, and um, I can't speak highly enough of them. And and to the point where every time I talk to them, I, I apologize. I wish I could bring an event series to you guys, and, and it seems like with every new one that pops up, it's just falling in, in line with the failures of the past, and it's almost just it's almost uh, an ugly trend, and um, I hate it for them. I want to see more happen, and, and if any of these guys uh, hear this, um, I want them to know that it's it's on it's on our to-do list you know it, we we definitely uh have um aspirations of of bringing a beneficial uh event series to them but like i said most of my stuff is is midwest um very landlocked very flat very uh you know it's it's the um nobody really likes the midwest geographically <laughs> speaking um you know you, you the midwest people think of the great plains and the dakotas and kansas and yeah, they're there, and and I've been to them, and it might not be a lot to see, but there are drivers there. You know, there 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 are definitely drivers there, and and thankfully for us, um, having the largest region in uh, in America, we've been able to bring out a lot of drivers from each and every state. Um, you know, we target with with our pro am competition with MDU, we target uh, Ohio, Michigan. Um, Missouri, um, sometimes parts of Kentucky, um, of course, Indiana, where we're, uh, where our home base is in Indianapolis. Um, and we've branched out to, uh, Kansas and, um, Iowa actually one year. So we, we dig, we dig deep when we have the opportunity, but with street league this year, we're not being limited by a region and we want to cover more area of the Eastern side of the country. Um, not because there's, um, not because it needs it, but but because we believe there's a place for street league. Um, but man, there's there's a lot of opportunity, especially when you get really in the designated East Coast area. Um, to you know to go back on speaking highly of um, Club Loose, which is in the uh, the New Jersey area, and, and I'm not super familiar with with like the East East Coast. Um, you know the states in the East Coast are a lot like counties where I'm from. So like one state where I'm from is usually like a jumble of states, um, (laughs) on the East coast. But yeah, the, uh, uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, you know, Connecticut, things like that. There, there are those areas. There's, uh, there's a big community and club loose has done a great job at building, uh, what I truly believe to be one of the Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Best event coordinating series in the country. Um, and it's wild because they've done it mostly with one track in Englishtown, New Jersey, and a ton of drivers that is by definition, a family. So it's if, if anyone, if you guys ever have the opportunity to attend anything in Englishtown, New Jersey, at Raceway Park, it is, um, it's definitely an experience. It's a great group of guys that produced Formula D champions and up-and-coming Formula D drivers, and they've got some guys that, that are, are very grassroots, you know, till the day they die. So they've got everything in between. Um, and... On, on that side of the country, it's, it's split up. The Pro-Am stuff is split up between uh, three series. There's, uh, of course, us and MDU. And then there's um, a series in the southeast. And then there's U.S. Drift. U.S. Drift is actually coordinated by one of Formula D's judges, Brian Eggert, who is a, a good personal friend of mine. And um, U.S. Drift is uh, one of the original American drifting series as well. And he's done a great job curating that and, and building it and maintaining it over the years. And it's, um, it's always been uh, good to see the drivers that, that come from U.S. Drift uh, or as a product of U.S. Drift and, and, and into Formula D. Um, Brian and his team have always built great drivers. So there's, so, you know, that's the longest possible way to answer. As far as the east side of the country goes, there's um, any given weekend when it's not cold, uh, you've got a great uh, list of events to choose from, from if it's your first time and you want to attend a practice day to if you want to take it more serious and you want to jump into a pro-am event, or if you want to, you know, show off your new paint job and shiny new wheels, you know, we're going to bring Street League out for that this year. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm really happy to be on that side of the country because there's, there's definitely no uh, lack of opportunity to get out and drive. So you talked a little bit about style. Like you're bringing style back. Is that to to street league? Is that you don't have chrome paint flames and a super low car and and that is that what that's all about? Or? Well, we we want to we do want to encourage that. Um, I believe that somewhere along the way, I can't point out when or where that um, American drifting um, became the definition of everything opposite of that, that there's no style on American drifting or, or, or formula D ruined drifting that we see stuff post like that, which is absolutely ludicrous and ridiculous, I believe. Um, but as, as, um, the American culture often does with professional motorsport, um, it, uh, a lot of big names get involved. It becomes function over fashion, which, is fine, which is totally acceptable when it comes to professional competitive motorsports. With drifting, drifting was about the wow factor. Drifting is about the wow factor. And that carried over into how a lot of the original drivers that we all model our hobbies off of, those drivers started styling their cars in reflection of what drifting was to them. So that's where the the chrome paint, the tribal flames and the sticker stacks and the ridiculous color combinations and the unusable, absolutely ridiculous ride height and bell bottom arrow and 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 useless GT wings and all this just ridiculous. We got we're getting away with being ricers. We you know, that's the thing about I feel like that's why people that aren't in drifting don't necessarily like people that are in drifting because we get away with the stuff that they get made fun of. 
glittery paint and you know tons of stickers and oversized uh, chrome wheels or different colored painted wheels, underglow neons, sometimes even Lambo doors if you want to take it to that extent. The, you know, like I said, the big wings and splitters upon canards upon arrow. And if it's done on the right car and it's executed well and it shows up and it drives, to me, that is cool. If it's, if it's done well, it's all about execution. But I believe if you can load all that stuff up into one car and you actually go out and you actually drive that car hard, you don't build it to park it and you don't not use that stuff and all you want to do is if you can find a, a nice middle of the road and put it all together into one package and use the car and show off everything you've done to it, I don't care if you lose some of the parts down the racetrack. It's going to look cool doing it. And that's what we're encouraging with Street League. We're encouraging... Some ridiculous stuff. Um, the rule book was a lot of fun to write, and we're still kind of fine-tuning it. Um, we have, we do have power regulations, but not to make it boring, but we want to uh, cater to the streetcars, cater to the budget builds, and, and also um, not, make, not, not force the drivers to blow all their money on getting 800 horsepower. You know, we, we set the power restrictions or limitations or, or guidelines, rather, so that, you know, it's easy to achieve the proper motor set, but it also allows you to afford nice aero, um, a couple of sets of nice wheels or backup nice wheels, um, a legitimate paint job or uh, a nice livery and vinyl and things like that. And that's what we're shooting for. Um, you know, just to, to take a couple things out from our rule book, we... Uh, it is required that OEM wheels are not to be used. Um, you know, so we, we encourage aftermarket wheels. And I don't want that to be interpreted as I can just pull some ugly 17s off this Mustang. We want them to be cool, um, fitted wheels for the car. Um, all body panels must be present, which is similar to a rule that is found in Formula D. But again, we are emphasizing aftermarket arrow uh and and we're we're lucky to have the team at 2f performance um involved as our uh style consultant as we're going to call it for 2016 so sounds like a beauty show exactly <laughs> and, and and for lack of better words that's what it's going to be we want it to be visually pleasing we want it to be just as fun for the spectators as it is for the drivers we want it to be very um interactive and very involving and um, we want it to be an experience for everyone that sees it and everyone that drives in it. Um, you know, like I said earlier, we're going to make fun of judging. And, and by doing so, it's not going to have the typical bracket breakdown because we're going to put so much emphasis on style of, of the driving style along with the car style. And for the first time that I know of, we're judging solo runs and we're not pairing people up, you know, the random tandem class is going to be the driver's choice. They drive with who they drive best with. And then lastly, of course, we'll have the team drifting. And it's not a panel of three set judges. It's not a criteria that we've written down in bullet points on paper. We're just going to go out. We're going to say, hey, we're looking for this or this looks cool today and this is what we're judging on. And if you do the best, you're going to get a prize. So, and, and we're very fortunate to have a lot of um, cool parts manufacturers and uh, brands and products on board, such as 2F Performance and, and ISR uh, out of Central Florida. So those, I'm very happy to be working with those guys this year. So if you are a non-Swedish speaker, uh, just hang on for about 30 seconds. I'm going to read an ad, and then we'll get back to the show. 
Radio Power bygger och servrar många av Sveriges absolut bästa tävlingsbilar och gatbilar. Och som generalagent för bland annat Mishimoto's racingkylare och K-Sport Racing sortiment med coilovers, bromskit och luftfjädring kan Radio Power leverera allt du behöver för att lyckas med ditt bygge. De har också specialiserat sig på tävlingsburar för både Time Attack, Drifting men nu även Rally. Så vare sig du behöver bygga en bur till din racebil eller sänka din daily driver så kan Radio Power leverera allt från bolt-on kits till skräddarsydda arbeten. Ett stort tack till Radio Power som hjälper oss att fortsätta göra det vi gör. What is it that you want to cover? Is there something special that you want to talk about? Mm. Nothing that I haven't already brought up to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So in my ears it sounded perfect. Yeah, like that's you... how I feel about it too. I feel yeah. good about it because <laughs> I, you know, thinking about it I've covered I'm glad that you you gave me the opportunity to because uh, I don't often get a chance to share my opinion or or my respect for other event coordinators uh, or series because um, so much of my um, work or um, responsibility is for um, the Midwest, for, for the series that I work directly for or for a series that I'm at with Fortunatos. You know, I never get the opportunity to really just chop it up about the community in general and i have i have opinions of of many different event organizing or a different event series out there and um so many have done so much for the community that i haven't had the opportunity to work an event or even sometimes attend events but they're they're great at what they do like i said i want to go back and say stuff about club loose and u.s drift like those guys have have such a large footprint in the community and such a, a great outreach and they're and they're highly respected by drivers and, and other staff members the same and um and on the same hand or on the on the on another hand uh on the flip side of that it's it's unfortunate that some uh communities in other regions have almost they're they're almost uh fighting they're working against these uh or they they have event series coordinators um with the wrong ideas and the wrong motivations that are almost working against them as drivers to, that it's almost keeping them from driving and these guys are so driven so inspired and motivated to drive and, and they travel so far to get one or two events under their belts when all they need is some a, a team of of people or someone with the right vision and mentality uh to come in and bring them the events they need a lot of people a lot of people these days trying to think how to word this um the progression of drifting in america or across the world really has uh has definitely um for lack of better words birthed many different personalities and i feel that one of the um most negative these days are the ones that believe that it's all about money people that are sour because they have to spend a lot of it or people that are upset that they don't make enough of it. That's not why I got into drifting. And the drivers and the staff and the fans and the friends and the media that inspire me the most, that's not why they got into it. They got into it because they're passionate about it, because they love it, because it brings new people together. It creates new friendships everywhere you go. It gives you goals. It gives you motivation, and it's essentially a hobby. 
can't say that a lot about you. You can't say uh, that about a lot of other hobbies or or um, you know pastimes. It's the most approachable motorsport, and it's to me the best community. Um, it's it's got the best group of people backing it and growing it, and it's and it upsets me when newcomers come in. That's redundant. When newcomers approach the sport and um, they believe they're going to change it because just because they're motivated by money doesn't mean that we are. Do we want to make more money? Sure. But we're not driven by it. If we were driven by money, we wouldn't build drift cars in the first place or race cars for that matter. You know, the the age old saying, if you want to make a million dollars in racing, start out with two Um, or something along those lines. But yeah, it's, um, it's wild. It's 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 a very genuine community because of that. So it upsets me when when um, ill-minded or uh, uh, ulterior motives, ill-minded people or coordinators and ulterior motives uh, make their way into drifting. It's almost like it poisons the well. But what I've learned over the years is those problems take care of themselves. So I'm I'm happy to be uh, rooted with a great team of guys on on uh, in a great part of the country that uh, they're all passion driven. Um, and what I think uh, truly represent the sport and the community. So what is Street League looking to do better the, for for their first year or for the next 10 years, if so? Sure. No, I, I hope so. Um, better has never been our motivation. Um, it's always been a byproduct, and I'm thankful for that. It's more so we want to just provide a structure for the drivers that Street League is going to cater to. Um, you know, like like we discussed, there's there's such a, a wide spectrum of what is drifting, the levels of drifting, the car builds, the driver capability, or or, or you know, for fun versus career, and Street League is somewhere in between. Um, what Street League, what I want Street League to provide is. Um, I want it to provide a lot of fun, but f- just as much fun, like I said, for the crowd as as, as the driver. And and I want Street League to be. Um, my, I think one of the cool things about Street League is that it is going to be another judged event, but a totally um, unconventional judging format it's it's very unorthodox compared to anything that drifting has ever seen um so it does have that structure but it's much more freestyle and it's uh it's going to be fun I, i believe that drifting is as fun as you make it um everybody you know the keep drifting fun mantra which is um a great one uh, i agree with it 100 percent but um i also believe that the word fun is uh it's very it's interpreted different, differently by everyone. Um, for anyone that can look at Formula D and say that's not fun, you're crazy. You know, for especially for these guys that are doing it for a living, that's dream jobs. Um, so I think I think for the most part, you know, drifting has is remaining to be fun. We're just going to amplify that with Street League, uh, and we want to make it. Um, we want to make a show out of it. We want we want it to be an experience. And I look forward to seeing Street League 
all over the U.S. and all over the world. I would love to. Yeah, man, that's that's the thing is we're, we're we've got three events locked down for 2016. We're already talking about five um, for next year across the country. And uh, hell, if the opportunity comes up, man, let's we'll we'll jump the pond and we'll come over and and, and wherever we can go uh, international. I would love to take Street League out there because. Nowhere in the world is offering a format um, like what we're offering. So it's it's definitely a baby, but I, I hope the the snowball effect kicks in and then it just grows to something that is that that no one's really expecting. Nick Swan, it's been a pleasure of having you here. The and, pleasure, uh, as I said, and uh, I'll be looking forward to see you and Street League in the in the future. Very near future. Thank you. Thanks for coming, man. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.